The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to our 2020 Year in Review on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to share some of the the behind-the-scenes happenings and learnings from the MarTech Podcast content production team. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that talks about a challenge we face, how we reacted, and what the results were as we created, published, and marketed our content. Joining me today is the man behind the scenes, my head of content production, Mr. Todd Hines. Here's the first installment of our 2020 Year in Review, where Todd and I discuss how we dealt with some of the unforeseen issues in 2020. Todd, welcome to our 2020 year in review on the MarTech podcast. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here with you. What a year it has been, my friend. We're sitting here. It's about mid-December now. We're going to be publishing this episode right around Christmas, New Year's times. And can you believe that the year is almost done? Q1 seems like three years away or something. What a year. I cannot believe how different this year was compared to our circumstances. Obviously, there's the coronavirus, and that's kind of the headline for everyone. But, you know, just talking about some of the things and the adversity that we faced this year, the shitstorm really started for me personally before the coronavirus actually became a thing. We came out in January. We had a $500,000 revenue target. We wanted to hit 100,000 downloads. We felt like we had good momentum coming off of Q4. But I was also, you know, knowing that I was going to be out for a little while because we, my wife and I, she was going to give birth to our second baby. And even before that happened in February, I had to hop out for a couple of weeks because I had emergency surgery. My gallbladder almost exploded out of all things. So, you know, hey, it's the second, what, third week of January. And all of a sudden I am calling you saying, Todd, cancel my podcast recordings clear the decks. I'm going under the knife. You remember the good old days back in January? Yeah. And thank God you're okay. That was crazy. And who knew that the things would just get a little weirder from there. But yeah, that was absolutely a surprise and a shock. And luckily you made a quick rebound. The ironic thing is I actually was back at work two and a half days after having my gallbladder removed because we were organizing a collection of speakers for the U.S. State Department who was interested in learning about marketing and technology. And it was an event that I felt like I couldn't miss. So I you know, basically had to get myself out of the hospital bed, put on a button-down shirt, and get back to work a couple days after. Then there was the birth of Elliot. 
Then there was the lockdown. Right after the lockdown started ending, you had some unfortunate personal circumstances, uh, some issues and illnesses in your family. Todd, it's been a shitstorm this year. Absolutely. It's hard to put into words, and we've felt it within our team and then at the grand scale within our industry and then within our society and the culture. And it's just this pandemic has really put pressures at so many different layers and levels of our lives and our work. And yeah, we've felt it absolutely close to home. And we also feel it and see it for people in business all over the place and who really have had to put everything forth to sometimes just survive through this year. And I feel even through the adversity grateful, but it has been a definitely a trying year. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we did. And honestly, most of this was kind of like instinctual gut reaction when we were faced with challenges like, hey, surprise, Todd, I'm going to be out for at least a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks recovering from surgery or something like, hey, you know, I plan to take a month off after my second son was born. Talk to me about what you remember about how we dealt with those circumstances, what we had planned and what our reactions were. Going into it, we had a foundation and we've always relied on the basic processes that we have, the tools we put together through our MarTech stack. So because of the foundation, the plan, the systems, everyone on the team, we understood our role. We understand expectations and we were able to hit those and really execute so we could absorb those shocks and keep going. You mentioned understanding your roles in the system. And so for us, the goal this year was to publish a piece of content every day. And we were also focused on ramping up our content production because we knew that I was going to be out for at least a month when my son was born. So, you know, part of this was a little fortunate that when I had to be out unexpectedly, we'd already built up some padding. We had built up some buffering. And this speaks to everyone that's running a marketing department where you keep your content calendar, your marketing efforts relatively lean. And sometimes if you're working on your next piece of content to be produced, you don't really have the opportunity to readjust your schedule to make sure that you have something to put out there. We had close to a month of content already built up in January because I was leaving in February. So fortunately, we were able to pull in some of our publishing dates and still able to meet the deadlines. But to me, the moral of the story is when you're thinking about whether it's a content business or your outreach strategy, you want to be working on next month's projects, not this month's projects, because you never know what's going to pop up. You can always rearrange your publishing schedule. You can't always quickly produce more content. And to me, that was a big lesson. And we tried to get ahead of our content schedule as much as we can throughout the rest of the year. You also mentioned the system that we have in place. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. 
Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to our listeners a little bit more about what you mean by that system. It's like an assembly line. There is a clear order of process that takes place from the time that you will sit down with a guest and record an interview. That file goes to our editor, who then passes it once editing's completed to a copywriter who does show notes and various copy to support the episode. It's after that finishes that the next person on the team gets it for the scheduling in our podcast hosting platform and then on to the webpage creation. These are examples of the handoffs that happen and the lines of communication, most of which are automated at this point, which is great to signal people on the team when it's their turn to take over and move the episode, again, the assembly line analogy, really from beginning to end in sequential order. And it really works well. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that I'm the most proud of with what we've built in terms of our content production strategy is I am not the person the entire organization is dependent on beyond being the host of the podcast. You know, we have built this content production engine together where it used to be I would record the podcast, I would hand it to our editor, I would have to check it then you would get it and you'd be doing the publishing and we'd work on the schedule and I'd be telling you the dates and it would kind of go back and forth between the same people. And now it goes from person A to person B to person C to person D all the way through the assembly line. And so when one person is out, you know, we have some air cover because you or I can step in, let's say the person that was responsible for publishing the recorded episodes on our hosting platform was unavailable We have the ability and the knowledge knowing how to do that. We have a level of supervision, but we are not responsible for each individual step. So if one person is out within our content production team, the engine can still function. And so we have some sense of contingency. There is also the notion that we have everything relatively well documented. And and we should talk a little bit about that process. We use a content management system. We've actually migrated from Airtable to Monday this year, and we'll talk a little bit about that in another episode. But talk to everybody about how we use our content management system and how that makes roles and responsibilities very clear. The content management system is like our mothership. So not only is this for the content itself, but it's for the guest communication aspects of the content. It's for the various production status that that episode is under. It's guest information, it's emails and links to guest social profiles. It's really where all of the information is provided about guests in an episode. Just reiterating what you're saying, in our content management system, 
what we've done is we've not only created a place for all of our content to live, so we have a central repository, we have statuses for each episode, which are always the same in our content production, but those statuses are also tied to the responsible party. I record an episode, once it's recorded, I mark that episode as audio recorded, and then Panos, our editor, gets an email that says, hey, it's your responsibility to edit this episode, and here is the due date. And when Panos is done, he gives it to our copywriter who does the copywriting. And when they're done, they give it to our publisher. And when they're done, they mark Todd as responsible so he can check to make sure that everything is right. And my point for walking everyone through this is dealing with unforeseeable issues is not something you can necessarily plan for. They are unforeseeable. And God knows we have all had plenty of that shit this year. What has helped us to continue to thrive and be successful was taking off the manual tasks and trying to stay as organized and documented as we possibly can. And so we've built a content publishing machine here that, Todd, I hope you agree, I feel very confident in that if one person, even the person who's recording the podcast, even if it's the host, is absent for a short period of time, the rest of the team can continue to function. Exactly. And it's visible to everyone within the process at any given time to see that big picture. Because again, we have all of this organized and orchestrated in one place. There's one more thing that I want to bring up, and it's not necessarily just the business case of how to deal with unforeseen circumstances. There's a personal aspect to this as well. I had to go into emergency surgery and didn't know how that was going to end. I was hoping it'd be fine. You know, I was optimistic. There wasn't a ton of risk, but I had an organ that was exploding. Not great. (laughs) I knew that I could rely on the people that were on my team. And Todd, I knew that I had you in my corner and you had, unfortunately, a death in the family that was unexpected. You had to take some time off as well. You know, and I hope that you felt that, that me and the rest of the team were there to help support you. And so... Beyond just, oh man, how am I going to handle work? There is this sense of camaraderie and community of the people that you work with. And it's been a challenging year for a lot of people. Rich, poor, black, white, brown, Republican, Democratic, American, Chinese, you know, Zimbabwean. Doesn't matter. Shout out to our listeners in Zimbabwe. What matters is, and what I appreciate more now than ever, is how the people that you work with and you see on a daily basis are more than just your coworkers. They are also your support system. They're your friends. They are the people that you spend some of the most time in your life with. And this year, if nothing else, I absolutely have appreciated getting to spend time working with people that I truly enjoy their company, enjoy working with them. Todd, you being the, the top of that list. There's never been a time in my career that I have valued the people I work with more than I have this year. Now, those are really kind words, and I totally agree. Thank you, Ben. And it's like, it's what puts the magic in MarTech, so to speak. Without that culture, without that caring, and without that sense of camaraderie within the team, then all the tools you're using, the systems, they really lack, I think, cohesiveness in life to really make something great. And I think We've done a great job this year. So those things that you're describing and that camaraderie and that sense of being in this together and trusting your team members and working together is really what brings the life to all the tools. So well said, Ben, and thank you. And I appreciate it. And I feel the same way. You know, all the marketing goals and the strategies and the tactics, throw them all out this year, right? For me, what made us a success 
I feel we were successful is the fact that our business is still operating, everybody kept their job this year, and we're actually able to sit down and record this piece of content looking back and say, that was a terrible hand that we were dealt, but we're going to keep going. And we lived through it. And we hope that if you're listening to this podcast, however you were affected by the shit show that was 2020, we hope that we were able to bring you content and a sense of something that you could listen to, learn from, and enjoy. And we're going to continue to do that not only next year, but we're going to continue to do it tomorrow by continuing our conversation about our year in review. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. If you'd like to hear more of Todd and my learnings and musings about 2020, we're going to publish an episode every day this week discussing something that we learned in 2020. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about how we've growth hacked growth. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Todd, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Todd Adam Hines, T-O-D-D-A-D-A-M-H-I-N-E-S. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to our website, martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.